0: Did you three, two one clicked? Oh, Did I three two one clicked? We I've totally gone backwards in time. We're now just using audacity to record these. I know everybody loves the backstory behind these podcasts. I said, screw the man, not using these things that downgrade my audio quality. We're gonna audio quality it up right here.
1: Right.
0: Yes. In audacity, the newest piece of software ever invented.
1: You know, honestly, for everybody that had bags on on this kind of stuff, I, this is this is what podcasts were born on. Why not go back to the roots?
0: That's right. I mean, we're not going to use GarageBand or something uh, whoa, like that.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! Some of my best music was created on GarageBand. Thank you very much.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. yeah that's that's when you had enough money to have apple products i mean
1: i did buy a very cool iMac from lawyer paul
0: yeah <laughs> used
1: yeah yeah and uh it's from the
0: bottom of a bin in a thrift store somewhere uh, and
1: i still i still use it to this day to to put all my music on <laughs>
0: Well, I'll just remind the listeners: this is Funny Book Forensics, in case we ever actually decided to record a different type of podcast. But this one is Funny Book Forensics, where we're talking about thrift storing and and things like that. Yeah. And you know, you honestly missed your calling because if you had just done the thrift storing thing, like you know, later you could have done all those videos that Anne hates oh. on the internet. And Anne, Anne is Greg's wife that owns the Retro Emporium on Meeker Street in Kent, Washington. Yes,
1: I could have been. I could have been one of those. Uh, um people that the, the what are they uh instigators i mean uh um uh influencers that uh, that gets gets people to to jump on their their feeds and their uh, all their videos and and get all the likes and stuff like that maybe get uh a, a couple pennies for the clicks Yep. Yeah, I could have been one of those. People. You could be. I, I mean, it I could still, happen. I still could be. I, I have I have people that come into the store all the time and ask, like, how come I don't have a, a Twitch or something like that? Because
0: what are you talking about? We're influencers. I know,
1: well, yes, yes, yes. I understand, Dan. Yes, we influence people to go read cool comic books from the past or even new comic books from now, but or comic books from the future.
0: Or, or we influence them not to read
1: whoa, 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 comic whoa. books from the past. You're going to influence people not to read comic books from the past. I'm going to tell them they should.
0: Well, anyway. I'm always going to tell people to read comic books from yes. the past. I had a comic book disaster. Oh, no. What uh, happened? I just opened a box of comics that was sent on December 22nd yeah. that arrived at the end of the month, but I just caught up on my past reading, so I opened that big box of comic books to start reading those comic books. And it's like the, the post office, like, so... The, the comic book by... And this is a Vista Comics in Longview, Washington, by the way. Yeah. Um I've heard people say John is surly. That's a, a description. I don't find that to be the case at all. I just talked to him on the phone for like 45 minutes, and we were talking about Power Pack yep. because I brought up... Yeah your book. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, to him. Cause I said, you know, I never tell you about Greg's other book on Kickstarter because I buy comics from you. And I don't think to tell the person I buy comics from about comic books they can buy. Right. It, like yeah. that. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've been using Vista forever. I always joke with Greg. I need to switch to a comic shop in Tacoma <laughs> and, and maybe I will someday. So I don't, ha- I don't have to get all my comics a month at a time. Cause that's where I get behind reading them. Yeah. But it's uh, he's always been great to me as far as when I lived down there and he just kept shipping me my books and has been consistent every month. And he he takes great care in shipping them. He puts them he used to ship them in diamond boxes. But of course, you know, diamond is whatever it is now. Yeah. So now he he puts he has an outer box and then he puts them in a Penguin Random House box, mm-hmm. one of the ones the Marvel get, comics get shipped in. And then he wraps in between those two boxes with bubble wrap and stuff like that and ships my books. Oh, nice. And I open them. And every corner, he always he puts them in another plastic bag, too. So he'll put, like, 15 books in a bag, right? Uh-huh. And Not even that many, more like 12. <laughs> but stacks them up and even staggers them, right? So I open the box. And the corner, either the upper... Uh, you know, uh, upper bound corner or upper other corner, right? Depending on how the books were fake, we're all bent. Oh, no! Disaster. And I look at this, uh, I, I, I look at the box and the internal box is bent in the corner it's like the post office would have had to like drop the box off a building and have it land on that corner perfectly for something like this to happen i mean this guy's been sending me books for years and i mean these were all wrapped up too right like the post it was like the post office somehow like would have to like deliberately damage these books and like but all of the books are damaged pretty much that's That's the crazy part because it hit the corner right and it (laughs) So I had a comic disaster, and and now of course some of you are like, well, Dan, you, you don't need perfectly beautiful comic books. I can just hear Anne, yeah, saying, "Well, just read your comic books." Right, but you know, I'm probably going to go get. I'm a little OCD, so I'm probably going to go get some new comic books. So I'm not going through my books later and going one, two, three, four, five, eight. God damn it, nine. Ugh. You just Like what happened? Why don't
1: you just flatten them? I don't have a big flattener.
0: Why don't you do what I do and just get modern books? Don't flatten that way either. They don't. The covers don't do that. You're well aware yeah. of that. This is not a 80s books. You can do that, but you can't do it just with the new covers.
1: Encyclopedias, and for those listening that don't know, it what that doesn't is, work that way. We're talking those big giant books that you get from the library that they don't let you check out. But yeah. if you got a big enough backpack, you can get you them. You know it doesn't work that it way. It doesn't work
0: that way. You need like a heat press and all that stuff. Well, I I've, got, I've honestly thought about buying one.
1: I, 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 do you? want
0: one well sure I have
1: one in the basement
0: (laughs) well okay well let's let's take that discussion (laughs) off the podcast but yes I do okay Uh, so that could solve some other problems besides these books perhaps but uh, yeah Uh, we are on to X-Men number 95 so we read giant size X-Men number one which was fantastic oh yeah we read X-Men 94 which was not fantastic
1: what are you talking about it's an all new different X-Men
0: Except it was an all same, all boring ass villain.
1: Oh come on now! Everybody loves Solomon Grundy. I mean, what? No, no,
0: just I love Solomon Grundy. That was not Solomon Grundy. That was Count Nefaria, <laughs> or whatever.
1: Count Nefarious. Nefarious. Yeah, no, Count. Not Count Nefaria. Yeah, everybody loves uh, um, Count.
0: And the Animen.
1: Those characters. What? I, hey, you know, it's a different time, Dan. A different time.
0: Well, if they're the same anime and we mentioned, maybe they're even the same ones that were in the w- issues of Iron Man that, that happened before the Iron Man stories got yeah, good.
1: I, I don't know. Were. Like,
0: I, I'm not buying, like, this villain, this is terrible, right? They picked a terrible villain. It's like they went out and got a, an amazing... It's like a wrestling company goes out and signs, like, the best babyface in the world mm-hmm. and then has them go against, like, I don't know... What Just a bunch think of, of the worst <laughs> Who who's like a terrible past wrestler bad guy?
1: Uh, um Man. Who's the worst the in worst your mind? In like, mind? Like I I mean Oh like Brutus beefcake. Okay, Brutus beefcake, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: uh, the Earthquake. The Earthquake. Oh, he's dead. I don't want to make fun okay. of John Tenta. Okay. But I, I actually... And he was a sumo wrestler, yeah. so I don't really want to make fun of him. He was, He's actually pretty cool. Uh,
1: what about... Okay, uh, Sergeant Slaughter when he turned heel.
0: Ooh, that was pretty terrible. That was pretty... Yeah, was, so... Okay,
1: yeah. See? I mean, that's...
0: But the- he's also... But we also... We got... And and on top of that, Sar- Sergeant Slaughter made people think he actually was in the army and stuff, and he wasn't.
1: Oh, but he he's got so the that look. makes
0: him a really bad he's bad guy.
1: A G.I. Joe character, come on.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, let's say like it was like now, and they got Sergeant Slaughter to be the bad guy. Okay, that would be awful. Yeah, I mean, he's like, pretty- why did they choose this? Why didn't they just give me a new villain?
1: I mean, he's pretty old now. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. And maybe it's the Len Wein influence on it, right? Yeah. Like Len Wein Lean wa- launches the book, but then wants to tie back. I mean, we're gonna. I do think that Claremont throughout his run, and I know I'm not supposed to be talking about the future, yeah. but does do a pretty good job of taking some old concepts and, and making them new again. Right. I think... uh and and it, I the we'll be, I'll go back to the parallels with the Legion of Superheroes, right? Like I think when they finally get Paul Levitz on the book, there too, he does the same thing. He's really good at taking villains that existed before and kind of redoing them,
1: bringing them yeah, bringing them back and giving them a little a little tweak and a little a little turn here. Make, but this is not the case. Yeah, here. Th- this is this is a case of bringing them in so that these new X Men can fight these old bad villains. <laughs>
0: Well, I think we should jump right in now, uh, jump right yeah. in at the 10 minute mark. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 uh, jump right in at the 10 minute mark and have me start attacking the book and you start defending it. Uh, we do have approved by comics code authority. Oh
1: yeah. So it's, it's safe to read. Good for you. <laughs> We've got X-Men
0: Marvel comics books. Uh, the price of comics just keep going up and up 25 cents. You're killing me. That's, uh, That's, a
1: lot at time.
0: That's a lot of dough. Um, and uh, this is uh, number ninety-five. So we are we are well into the year now. We're past giant Size X-Men number one, or or yet we're in seventy-four, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You're like uh, that was a that was a very confident statement on your part there.
1: Uh, I I'm, uh, I'm I'm trying to do math. It's tough for me. I, I've, I <laughs> we're, we were we were talking about the the new math of the the children today. So I was building my stack. I was taking the numbers through the triangle. I was pulling out the the. Um, yeah 75 yeah okay there we go yeah I was trying to do the visual math that the kids do today
0: yeah Uh, release date July 22nd 1975 uh, cover date October 1975 so we can see the big October on the cover and we've got uh, Chris Claremont and Len Wein writing it still it says but only Claremont is credited in this book Uh, Marvel Comic Database says it's both of them Uh, Penciler is Dave Cockrum uh, Inker is Sam Granger colorist Petra Goldberg letterer karen matlow they seem like to just rotate letterers through these books yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh editor uh marv wolfman so yeah. this is before marv goes uh gets fired from being editors we have this revolving door of editors at marvel comics yeah. through the 70s and uh fortunately before we get to the 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 shooter guy the pow, pow. so yeah and uh and so we're gonna start. I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna jump right into this book. And I'm. I'm sure. You know. You know. So but listeners, this is the first time I've read this comic book.
1: But the, but the cover. If you saw this cover on a spinner rack, you would have bought it. It looks so awesome.
0: Okay. The cover looks amazing. But let me let me let me look at the cover for one second. Okay. Yeah. The X Men logo being covered up by Storm. I mean, Dave Cockrum's amazing, right? The art's amazing. Yeah. And it says, "Not a hoax, not a dream. This issue in X Men dies. What? You must read War Hunt. Whoa, you must! Exclamation point! You've got a big. You've got the, you've got Colossus, and we've got Thunderbird. We've got some Nightcrawler. They're all fighting these animen yeah. storms, flying out in the screen. Uh, I don't Nightcraw- or, uh, the clo- Cyclops is nowhere to be found. The old X Men are nowhere to be found in the picture. Mm-hmm. Right? It's all the new X Men. All the new X Men except Wolverine. Yeah."
1: I mean, he's... But... You don't see him, but
0: he's there. He's... Well, no. Here's the flaw in the cover. They tell us one of them is going to die. Oh,
1: snap. And in
0: the famous Marvel heads up in the corner, there is Banshee, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Storm, and Cyclops, and no Thunderbird. So, they've given away the end of the book on the cover. Spoiler.
1: Dang, dude. I didn't even see that. Whoa.
0: Yeah. So, that's my my first issue with the issue
1: wow wow
0: and i was so pissed when i saw it Oh <laughs> right? man! I was, like, I was like why um and i know of course i've never read this book but i know what happens right yeah. so i i mean i don't know what happened well i do know what happens because i read a synopsis a long time <laughs> ago but i i i knew what was gonna happen at the end i don't know what happens in the middle right so right. here we go so we're in page one but they've already given away who's gonna die on the front cover so that wasn't cool So now we're in Stanley presents the uncanny X-Men and I went through, Oh, it does give Len Reed lean plotter credits here. So yeah, it was right there. I, I missed it out. So we're transitioning from Len Wein to Chris Claremont and we get war hunt and we get A great view of all the X-Men flying out of the sky, out of an airplane. And I love how, I love how Cockrum just has them all in these weird different positions Mm -hmm. as they're trying to get their bearings floating through the air.
1: Yeah are falling <laughs> free fall yeah
0: and and the only one that looks sort of like he knows what he's doing is banshee oh, right course. because and sort of wolverine wolverine looks like he's maybe done a few uh uh maybe he was jumping Hilos. into <laughs> wars or yeah. i don't know yeah uh but it, 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 and all it says is war hunt has these are the new x-men and in a few seconds they will all be dead
1: Whoa. at the end
0: we're podcast over yeah, and yeah, that's
1: uh, it. Okay. thanks a lot for listening everybody uh Next up, we're going to be doing a new a uh, new format completely. <laughs> so yeah, the end of we've, an we've era. Got Thanks for joining. End us. End of an era.
0: We've gotten rid of comics altogether. Yeah, we're just going to burn them. Uh, and, but instead, we get Cyclops um, falling toward the Earth head first, which would have been fantastic if his head just splattered <laughs> all over the Earth. <laughs> I don't know what would have happened to his his powers if that happened. It'd go crazy. <laughs> he
1: hits he hits the Earth and his eyes are still working. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's like a James Gunn thing. I don't, you know, that's that's what would happen in one of his movies. I I don't know. It's, I
1: can
0: see it. <laughs> well, anyway, we get we get a short recap with the beast in the background, and mm-hmm. we get we see Count Nefaria, and we're gonna see him a grand total of one more times in this book. I believe yeah. so. It's a good time we see him in the in the recap. Yep. Yeah. And the animen one or two more times in the book. Yeah. Uh, this the one thing I'll say about this book is it, if a positive. We do get some character development. I'd like to see more here, but we, st- we we do get to see start to see the threads of the Chris Claremont character development where it's more about the interaction of the X-Men than it is actually fighting the villain. Yeah,
1: that's, I mean, and honestly, that's what I like. It's a team building book. It's really, it's, it, that's, and I can talk about that more, but I really, I really feel that this lays the groundwork for this this team as they're starting to build up and you get that feeling that they're, becoming a little uh the the strings are being pulled out
0: yeah that's where i'll 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 disagree with you a little bit okay uh i i i agree with the first part Uh but i really think this book is a spotlight on nightcrawler
1: okay okay
0: i don't think it builds the whole team i don't think i get a good feeling for the personality of all the members of the team except for nightcrawler
1: that's that's fair you don't they they all don't get that kind of shine that's that is true
0: and I think that's good though, right? Like when you have a team book, I think it is good to introduce the characters to people over time mm-hmm. and, and this is what you know one of the things Claremont was really good at, besides the plot threads that he would tie together. Mm-hmm. Um they had Claremont and Gerber writing for them at this time. So two all stars write it having plot threads hanging and then, you know, tying them back together. Okay. By by the way, just to interrupt this for two seconds, I just finished up the Defenders number two omnibus too, and finished the whole Steve Gerber run. Jeez. So we were on the Destroyer Duck stuff, and I just got through that. That was that was a wild ride. That's all I've got to say. We may we may review a little bit we of should. that because uh, it was it was a hell of a ride. Right. Uh, the problem is, I'd have to think we'd have to do almost like a whole Defenders podcast to do it because <laughs> it would, there's we'd we'd cover like eighteen books in a row, oh right? God. Because there's yeah. so many dangling plots that keep getting picked up. Up, yeah, but if you just read one or two books in the run, it wouldn't make any that's sense. True.
1: I mean, and that and that is the hard part. That like when I was younger, and I'll admit, like I would I would be the I will pick up a book or two, and then I'd be lost. Like I'm like I don't know what's going on. And I'd grab another couple books, and I'd be like, uh, okay, I know a little bit about this. Uh, I don't know what's do. <laughs> going
0: Well, and I think that's the fun thing about this part of the X Men too. You think a lot of teams were started in the Silver Age. Mm-hmm. And here, the X-Men are started in the Silver Age, but we get a relaunch in the Bronze Age. And so the readers here get a reset, yeah. and they get to learn all about those characters. And, you know, you think then people get to grow up and love these characters, right? Yeah. And so we don't have the movies. The Now we get the movie to relaunch a character, right. right, or redefine a character. So you think now in the 2000s, the people that grew up with that got the Iron Man movie, which resets the entire character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here, we get a reset of the X-Men with new characters that people get to grow with, with the exception, of course, of Cyclops, who sucks. and
1: (laughs) Who doesn't grow at all.
0: Yeah, like everyone hates and it's okay. I think my favorite thing I did this week was send Greg a (laughs) gif of Cyclops getting punched in the cartoon by Wolverine, which I still remember that. Yeah, It was after Morph died, you know, Morph, that famous character that we saw in the comics. Yeah, yeah. A lot, all the time. Yeah.
1: He was like on every in every panel on every page.
0: Yeah, he just didn't know because he was hiding in the background. Yeah,
1: he was always morphing.
0: Well, anyway, uh, we get a, a first. <laughs> first, we get Cyclops telling, trying to murder the team again. So, <laughs> uh, they're flying out of the sky, and and Cyclops is like telling S- Storm Banshee, "Listen up, grab grab an X Men. Hey, uh, Kurt, go ahead and and teleport yourself to the ground and." Nightcrawler's like, I, I can do that, but I would die because like gravity. And then he's like, the law of conservation of energy demands I materialize with the same velocity I started with. So clearly Chris Claremont just wandered out from his physics class in college because yeah. he's like, Yeah. But yeah, I, I love like the very first move in the book because Cyclops sucks so bad as a leader, is to try to murder one of the people.
1: I, you know, I this I I would say it's just more or less he just doesn't understand. But didn't he the the whole
0: last issue? Yeah. The whole last issue. The entire thing was Cyclops training them in the Danger Room, learning all about their powers, and bitching at bitching at Thunderbird because he wouldn't let him learn about his powers. Right? A- am I wrong? No, you're
1: you're you're right. And that's the thing. It's so like soon we, we still don't we still don't have a clear concise understanding of thunderbird's powers
0: i have no idea what thunderbird's powers are but i can tell you what everybody else's powers are and cyclops is supposed to be assessing those skills and learning all about them right and the first thing he does is has no idea how nightcrawler's power works
1: he's like um you can you can get to places you can teleport yeah teleport to the ground Uh, okay i mean yeah he he clearly has he has an idea but not an understanding
0: well, it's also pretty clear as we flip the page that Chris Claremont just came out of college because he knows Russian, which clearly makes him a communist. <laughs> because long before the only words in Russian that Colossus said were "Boishi moy" or whatever that yeah. was, like right. Um, actually, I do think this is kind of cool because I always thought it was—I actually thought it was kind of lame when I started reading X-Men. That's the only thing Colossus would say in Russian, right? Yeah. And here we actually have the 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 text is written in Russian, and I have no idea what it means.
1: Me
0: neither. But it's kind of cool. Like they're illustrating that somebody actually speaks a different language. True. Without doing the like parentheses or translated by thing. Yeah. And just writing it in English. But moral of the story is everybody's, everybody's falling. And, and Colossus is like, no, no, I'll just fall on my own. It's, it's all good. (laughs) And then we see Cyclops floating down in the sky and it's like impact minus 63 seconds. And I was so excited (laughs)
1: <laughs> granted
0: I knew he wasn't going to die but I was so excited because it's like Colossus is the first to land
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if one could truly call this a landing but right up above that you see Cyclops is falling yes. so at first I didn't realize that was Cyclops crashing to the earth I thought alright I wasn't Colossus sorry I didn't realize it wasn't Colossus crashing the earth I thought Cyclops had crashed to the earth oh. and I was so very excited
1: thought that Cyclops had hit the ground and exploded in a fiery ball.
0: Right. Right. Just one second I thought I'm rid of Cyclops forever.
1: No, I'm sorry. He is not the X Men that dies.
0: <clears throat> yeah, well either is Cy- well, either is Colossus. So and you know, I would tell you what page number we're on.
1: But there's no page numbers, <laughs> but, just like Starlight. But much like Starlight. <laughs> hey, we follow in greatness. If if it's good enough for Claremont, it's good enough for Travis Webb and myself.
0: Well, you know, I'll 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 say like the Sovereign Seven Claremont. And not the X-Men Claremont. <laughs> <Okay>. But anyway, <laughs> we're back. So uh wow, you're just gonna take these hits today. I am. It's uh we're uh we've got everybody else is floating down, and eventually we get to the next page, and Banshee goes over and much to my chagrin, grabs Cyclops under the armpits, and since he's flying falling at terminal velocity, grabbing it under the armpits, rips his arms off, he bleeds to death, and I never have to see Cyclops again, right?
1: No, I'm sorry. No. Oh doesn't have so what we what oh, really we thing. missed on
0: screen and actually i think you do see it because he's falling and you get a little whoosh oh no it looks like he grabs him yeah i was gonna i think it would have been a cool touch if if uh if cockram had had him like use his power to put like a cushion of air there uh, that's one of the things that you used to do in superman comics is he would like put a cushion of air under somebody like a yeah and then you know as they're falling mm-hmm. so they would like woot, you know Ooh. like hit a pillow kind yeah, of thing
1: yeah, yeah. the bubble
0: I don't know if that works in physics either, but I always like—I always thought the graphic looked cool. It looks cool, and uh, you know, so everybody lands safely. Is that a fair? Yeah,
1: everybody lands safely. They're all good.
0: They—they they give us kind of this. Maybe Cyclops will die, but I—I I was kind of thinking Banshee probably was up to the task.
1: Yeah, definitely. He's—I mean, he's a responsible adult. Can't let—he can't let the kid die. He's—he's
0: he's a responsible adult, and my God, his biceps and triceps. Oh yeah, that's uh. That's some Hulk Hogan level shit right there for the Banshee. He
1: he is, uh, he's swole. Just in that picture, though,
0: we go back to the other pictures, he's not as swole. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: he's looking bigger than, he's looking much bigger than Thunderbird Thunderbird in that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) In the next page, he's like, he's small. He goes from swole to small. Well, we get back
0: to the next page, and and Thunderbird does an amazing job making us hate him some more. So uh, we find out that. By the way, this is a bad strategy, U.S., so I hope we don't have this now. But uh, according to General Frederick, Cyclops says, we've got less than an hour to deactivate the Doomsmith system before it automatically fires every ICBM in the United States arsenal. Yeah. um, So you know what happened today with the Doomsday Clock, don't you? Uh,
1: No, refresh my memory. I did see it. Uh, We're like at
0: 25 seconds to midnight or something like that. Awesome. Yeah, let me look that up just to get it right. But yeah, the doomsday clock was updated today. Okay. right, uh, we're at 90 seconds to midnight now. Amazing. Uh they're citing the war in Russia, uh-huh. uh the Israeli uh conflict. Yeah. And uh yeah, uh they're the they're all standing around just like they did in the Watchmen movie uh-huh. and moving the arm and
1: It's 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 amazing cuz to think when we were when we were kids and it was like 10 minutes it was that was the worst. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and now it's like ninety seconds. Cool. So excellent. Well, and here we're at an actual sixty minutes. So it could be you know, kind of even closer. Yeah. So, and we're gonna get two. We'll get to like nine minutes, I think, in this book. So anyway, the uh, Thunderbird's like, "How are you gonna do that?" One eye, you got a key, and he's like, "Mister." Or, as a matter of fact, I do, Thunderbird. But my name is Cyclops. It's like, didn't we deal with this already? Like this dialogue is killing yeah. me on that. Those two. They're
1: gonna do it all for the book, dude. <laughs> Ugh.
0: Well, anyway, apparently Cyclops woke up and figured out how Nightcrawler's power works. Though I'm, I hope Nightcrawler knows where he's bamfing into. <laughs> but Nightcrawler just jumps down into the to the missile silos. I guess. Bam. A maintenance yeah. subtle?
1: Yeah. Just like he he. Badass MFs in there. Is it
0: fair to say, like I'm sure somebody else does it better, but is it fair to say anybody nobody does the BAMF art better than Cochrane? Oh no.
1: I mean it is it is.
0: Mostly because everything else is a version of his. (laughs) I just always thought he wanted to go skiing.
1: (laughs) Whoa, yeah.
0: (laughs) Banff. Yeah, like I always thought that was funny. I don't know. Nobody else thinks that's funny. We There's got to be crickets. I, do, do you have a cricket sound effect I, over I, there or anything like I, that? I, I, I don't
1: think so. I don't think I do. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I'm looking. I don't have a cricket sound effect.
0: Okay. For my jokes, like... Yeah. yeah that, that that. just didn't work. Uh, I, I called for a sound effect. You didn't even I, have I'm it. sorry. That's absolute know? fail. No, no, no. That I'm now calling my own shots. Yeah, these are all the old ones you've used. They're boring. Oh, no. So... Uh, anyway, uh, he bamps down in there and immediately gets kicked in the back, bounces up and starts beating up this frog looking dude. Oh man. And he calls him air frosh and air frog. I assume that's German for frog. Frog, Yes. Frosh. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, he beats up the frog. He beats up the frog and starts dragging him around. That's good. (laughs) And, and, and then we, we get a couple of panels of Count Nefaria not just the Animen here and we just get angry Count Nefaria like saying Croker is an unmitigated idiot. How dare he try to defeat the X-Man on his own and uh, he gets Croker, Croker I guess of the Animen. Yeah. We don't good. learn a lot of Animen names do we? I guess we do later in the fight scene yeah. but it, we, we don't get a lot of <laughs> these are just like, that's the thing It's like it's like we've got the Mustache twirling villain and his nameless cohorts. Like this could have been an episode of Batman sixty six.
1: Batman sixty six, yeah, or like uh, Power Rangers. <laughs>
0: yeah, <just> like <laughs> it's just well, and we'll say too. I mean, in this case, and maybe I'll turn my own argument on myself, right? But in this case, the villains are just there for the team building. And this is this is like Walking Dead, right? Yeah. The zombies are only there so we can see the development of the other characters, right? right. right? But we do, we get uh, Nightcrawler uh, figures out how to open up the mountain mm-hmm. and let the X Men in, but then he lets Croker leave because he, I don't know why, he just, he's so excited about opening the door.
1: He opens the door and
0: he's he forgets about the giant frogman he's been dragging around. Yeah.
1: Oops.
0: Now, it, well, I, you know, and th- they just all go in, in the mountain. So this seems easy. Yeah, easy peasy. But the important thing is what we found out from the, Mustache-twirling villain is he has some surprises oh. awaiting the X-Men. Like
1: gifts? Yeah, wow. like a gift of gas. Oh, wow. He, f-
0: he farted in their general
1: direction. Oh, that's terrible, man. Well, here d- we go. Yeah, nobody likes that.
0: And hopefully this wasn't mustard gas because it's like they're choking, blistering by, I think they'd all be dead. Yeah, so It's like they're describing it as that, but it's probably, then they're okay. It's
1: probably just like some really, really bad, like, you know, pepper spray. <laughs> Well, Cyclops
0: is is in the front, so he should die first.
1: (laughs) But he doesn't. He pulls
0: through But he doesn't. Of course he doesn't, because that would make me happy. And uh, they note that the Air Force designed this complex to survive anything. Nuclear war, biological, holocaust, even a meteor strike. Trouble is, they never expected the X-Men.
1: Oh, man. They're going to wreck shop in there.
0: Well, with 35 minutes left, some MPs come out and start shooting them and they're like get those muties oh man like it didn't they didn't before they flew down weren't they like didn't they want the muties to help them like i feel like they got that announcement last time
1: yeah but i think that these guys might be under some kind of mind control or something
0: uh maybe well they're still shouting slurs at them so
1: mind control man
0: well anyway colossus stands up and blocks all the bullets because he's a badass um and then Storm freezes everybody and Well, she didn't freeze them. She just makes it rain on them and washes them out, actually. So mm-hmm. goodbye, stupid anti-mutant soldiers. Go. And I did say, like, not a lot of the other characters get a lot of development. But I, I do think they gave a lot to Nightcrawler. I guess they gave a little bit to Storm here. Mm-hmm. They, they're building on that whole, like, she's a badass yeah. thing. She just takes charge when Cyclops is completely incompetent and takes care of the situation. She's got And that's why she'll be the leader later.
1: Yeah, she's got skills and ability. She's got a skill set. She leads from behind. She you know, she knows what to do. She uh, quick on her feet.
0: And I love that last panel on the page with her smirking yeah. <laughs> and just going, "I think we may proceed now, Cyclops. The soldiers won't bother us anymore." <laughs> it's like It's like she'll let him lead to a point and then it's like, "Okay, I got to take over." And she knows. She knows. Yeah. She knows Cyclops sucks. Everyone. <laughs> let's be honest no Cyclops sucks but especially Storm and you get to see it right on the face thanks to Dave Cockrum's awesome art so uh, we we get the next scene and they're just walking and this time Thunderbird's actually doing what he's supposed to he's in formation and like what happens in any good dungeon the guy at the back of the line or the front of the line is always a person attacked so this giant uh, I guess his name is Gort this giant ape man literally yep
1: He's uh, he is picking them up and he is wailing at them.
0: <laughs> and the real question is, if they've got an ape man, where is the walrus?
1: Well, funny thing, you funny question you should ask. There is one walrus-looking guy.
0: I don't, I don't see a walrus-looking uh, maybe
1: looking guy. Maybe oh, yeah, Maybe that's not a walrus. Cuckoo, choo Yeah. Maybe not. Okay. Moving oh.
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of bad jokes. You are. Like it's just. It's okay it's normal like i don't even know why i'm trying to be funny you're the funny guy i'm i'm just here for the ride I know. so well anyway the fight's barely begun and they grabbed gort grabbed thunderbird and just threw him at threw him at banshee and and this is what happens when you have your tanks too close to your spell casters and your yeah it just doesn't go well it doesn't so two down
1: yeah well i mean he, he did not roll he rolled like a, a four you know so it didn't work out
0: i think gore rolled a 20 oh yeah
1: he rolled a 20 uh but thunderbird but he
0: rolled two 20s and a sneak attack yeah but, I think it, yeah, yeah but well uh cyclops uh they tell cyclops or the kurt is nice enough to let cyclops know hey that's the man frog i told you of and you know And Cyclops is like, yeah, he's got the rest of Nefaria's Animen with him. Did they know the Animen were part of the attack? I don't remember that. Maybe. Maybe Nefaria always had the Animen. Cyclops just remembers from before. From before, yeah. It's entirely possible way back from what it was, issue 28 or something like that. 24, 28.
1: It's all. a long time ago. You know, all of a sudden Meatloaf is queued up. It's all coming back.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, the good news. Yeah. I was gonna do another meatloaf reference, oh, okay. but I'm just not. So <laughs> You decided we're, not we're to, okay. I decided not. Right. I stopped midstream. <laughs> we ate half the loaf and it left the other half, put it in the fridge oh, for sandwiches gosh, tomorrow. I
1: forgot about the meatloaf I cooked last week for my grandma and I think I gotta throw it away because it's no good anymore.
0: No, no. Well if it's in the fridge you could always make it into a meatloaf sandwich. No, it's been
1: hanging out. Just for a smell long. that no. thing and see how it's going. It might be a little uh, funky.
0: Check it. Well <laughs> well i'm sure meatloaf is also a little funky at this point (laughs) it. i mean meatloaf meatloaf you know there at the end reprised his role from rocky horror picture show so and you know it didn't go real well but anyway Anyway. or did he reprise his role from fight club i'm not really sure it's probably a little bit more rocky horror i think a
1: little bit but anyway Anyway. (laughs) moving
0: uh we've got a giant animan fight we've got a cat animan Mm -hmm. a -a canaman uh yeah, I don't think we get the cat's name, do we? No. But he's like, you think you're some hotshot mutie with claws, and then, and Wolverine is down. What is up? Wolverine is the least badassy badass ever in these couple comics. I know.
1: I think Wolverine's been hanging out with the the brown the brown liquor before he came into the fight. <laughs>
0: little... I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this dude. I know he's he's he's, he's,
1: he's chomping it up.
0: Wolverine sucks like I, I like I I'm reading these and I'm I know I know they start writing I know they give the character way more airtime coming up but right now after the first couple issues I'm like why didn't he be like this guy at all
1: well I think like you know you, you don't see him on the cover for a reason man
0: <laughs> he's just getting his ass kicked
1: yeah that's... <laughs> like, this guy sucks
0: <laughs> well we get to the next page and if we uh, Wolverine gets saved Wolverine gets saved by Colossus yeah, I was really hoping the fastball special was invented here, but it wasn't. It was so we're going to we're going to turn the page and we get uh, more fighting frogs and Cyclops does something. He hits somebody with his eye beams Bam. and then he gets smacked and immediately taken out. And but they they were fighting as a team. They're illustrating that Nightcrawler jumps in and takes care of the bird animan.
1: Yeah, that's got Cyclops
0: in his and a bird and a
1: bird. Cyclops in the cl- in the claws, ka-ka, kaka!
0: But then Gort's back and he's mad because they hurt his friends and mm-hmm. he's gonna take everybody out. I think. I, oh, and then yeah, I didn't miss her. And then we get Anna. I don't. I don't even know what what animal is. What animal is the mind control uh, animal and uh, a woman? The,
1: um, she is like a uh, like a some sort of bug or something like that. She's got wings, so she's like a dragonfly. <laughs>
0: And she has hypnotic powers, but yeah. apparently she rolled she rolled a one because she can't control Cyclops at all. Yeah. And he just takes her out. So yeah, she lasts two panels. Congratulations! Uh, well, I guess four technically, if we get the two panels where Cyclops is thinking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it. So anyway, uh, they take them out in like twelve minutes. Yeah, we got the Doomsmith clock down to bottom. So we're eighteen minutes to nuclear midnight. It does. And 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 like a like a good leader, uh, Cyclops finds out what happened to Banshee and Thunderbird. Wolverine's like, yeah, they're out cold. Wolverine noticed as he was lying on the ground. Uh-oh. Oops. And yeah, it's uh, Cyclops just like yeah, just leave them. <laughs> we, we gotta go take gotta care go. of this shit. We gotta go. Always a good plan. Split the party. Rule number one. Yeah. Leave them behind. Of every D and D game, split the party. Always a good idea. And so, we get a flashover. We see that there's nine minutes left now. Jeez. I and mean, that was, that, I don't know what they were doing minutes. in two panels. They went nine minutes. Wow. Like, I've seen a lot of football games where, like, a minute can take, like, nine minutes. So, this seems a little bit ridiculous. It just
1: jumped. Well, you know, who knows? Something happened, man.
0: Well, we get a flashback. And, uh, yeah, a flashback. I don't know. Uh, not a flashback? Flash forward? Flash, well, forward. Uh, flash, two. flash a, two? Flash two. Yeah, flash two. flash two. Uh, we get our, our everybody's everybody's favorite hero Thunderbird the kindest nicest most humble uh-huh. new X-Men we've ever met yeah. and Banshee and they find uh, the Animen everywhere and we find out it's armed by the way the self destruct circuit is it and you know Nefaria is, is going is leaving now I guess I guess so help me understand so the Doomsmith system is now on self destruct, yes. so that means it's not gonna launch the weapons now. Um I think because I'm not i I'm not sure where Count Nefaria thought he was going to go on Earth if he launched all of the nuclear weapons on Earth. I
1: think I think yeah, I think it's gonna blow up the mountain. So he's gotta go. I, I mean just
0: there. to be clear, Count Nefaria is an idiot. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what, what is your plan? So his plan was to go and launch every, th- there's some plot holes here, right? His plan is to go launch every nuclear weapon on, in, in there, He's he, the, he, in the arsenal. I think he was so, to, so where, what, where was he going to live?
1: Uh, in, in a safe place. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this guy,
0: this, I, hey, I'm not a big fan a of this nefarious. He was
1: going to go wherever he could go. <laughs>
0: Well, we get another scene where he's going to an airplane and he says, "The fools, the X-Men think Count Nefaria is beaten, that they've won, but the very moment of all their victory will be the moment of their death, the moment of Nefaria's greatest triumph." I have no idea what that means.
1: Well, maybe he just wanted to kill the X-Men.
0: Oh, he's going to explain it to us. The self-destruct system will blow this mountain and all it is the deepest pits of hell and when that happens Count Nefaria will be long gone. <laughs> ha ha. Ah, but it's not true. Yep, there he goes. Oh, like every he—he he was posturing before he took off in that plane. Yeah. That's a pretty cool plane. It like floats upwards yeah, instead it, of taking off forward. It's a jump jet.
1: It has uh, the ability to—you uh, don't need a runway for this kind of plane. They used them heavily during the uh, uh, Vietnam War.
0: I see. Did Boeing make them? <laughs> Did Harrier make them?
1: Uh, the Donald Douglas or Lockheed?
0: Well, that means Boeing then. I
1: mean, now yes. I honestly don't know. I'm not. I'm not. A, I could go to the Air Museum and find out for you if you want.
0: <laughs> well, I you could take me to the Air Museum. You've never taken me there.
1: I could take you there. We could go. A field trip is in order.
0: Field trip to the museum. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, this Harrier is taking off, and a Thunderbird jumps up onto it, and uh, it, because Thunderbird is a certified genius, as we've covered in this book, he just starts hitting the plane.
1: Yeah, he did. Maybe his, his, his power is like his, his power is strength, you know, his ability. Oh, it's a well, British plane.
0: I, I, the, the important thing is, is on January 23rd, 2024, when we're recording this podcast, it's a super good time to joke about somebody hitting planes and shaking things loose
1: off planes. hmm I'm just gonna. I'm gonna tell you that this is a McDonnell Douglas plane. There you go. <laughs> Moving nice, on. Nice.
0: That was beautiful. So
1: it's a British uh, uh, um, and McDonnell Douglas joint aircraft.
0: VTOL. Well, the uh, <laughs> first thing we have is he's he jumps up on there and and, and like man, she's like, dude, get off the, <laughs> get plane. Off the plane. Like I can just all done. I have to do is hit it with a sonic blast and disable it and. Thunderbird is not getting off the plane, and then we have Cyclops at the computer, and we got Wolverine, voice of reason, against Cyclops as always. Psych, we're running out of time. We gotta go. I wish we would have called him One Eye. I wish he would have called him One well.
1: Eye.
0: Would have made me so happy. And he says, Cyclops is, how far do you think we get in five minutes, Wolverine? Because that's all the time we've got. And because Wolverine's like, leave, and then. And then, because Cyclops is a great leader. Professor X pops in and is like, yo, idiot, leave.
1: <laughs> Go.
0: Is that a good summary of that conversation? Yeah, that's
1: a, that, that is a great, that's like totally, totally 100%, right? Down. Yeah. <laughs> get on. Yeah. Get out of there,
0: and, dummy. Uh, but uh, uh, Mr. Proudstar is still on top of the plane, smashing it while it's flying. Yeah,
1: he's just beating the crap out of this thing, trying to get through the bulletproof glass. And
0: Professor X is like, dude, get off the plane. And he's like, butt out, Baldy. I've been a loner all my life, Xavier, an outcast, dumped on by my by everybody I met. But I am a man, Xavier, a warrior of the Apache, and today I'm going to prove it. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But warriors of the Apache weren't loners and outcasts.
1: I mean, true. But maybe he felt that way. Maybe... Maybe Proudstar felt that or, way. or maybe he's
0: just mentally ill.
1: Maybe he has dealt with a lot of things <laughs> uh, as a as a mutant, as a Native American, uh, growing up in this time frame and feeling these things. Uh, we don't know his true story. We don't know... Oh,
0: we, we definitely don't. We don't like, know. They do try to retcon a lot of it later. They do.
1: Yeah, no, I. I. it's interesting. When you see the Pisker um, quick like two-panel bit, it's there's more depth in that than there is in any of this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, the, and, and again, you know, it's, you see him squishing the plane yeah. and like, they're all telling him, get off the, the banshees. There, like, get off the plane. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's it's it and it makes you wonder too because and i i now i say like he's mentally ill and i i'm gonna i I don't mean to joke about this too much because he looks like he's trying to kill himself like he's trying to commit suicide Honestly,
1: it feels like he he's he's a proud warrior he wants a warrior's death he wants to he wants to take out this bad guy and he's gonna do it at any cost and if that's at his cost that's the cost it will be uh but it didn't need to happen. It didn't need to right? happen. That's and is, at all. No, I mean, if he it, and maybe that's the thing is he's he lives up to his name. He is Proudstar. He is too proud to work with the rest of the team. Uh,
0: and it says John. Well, and we flip the page. John Proudstar's hands ripped deep into the Harrier's cockpit, ravaging control systems, computers, electronic hardware. Now, uh, usually pretty complimentary of Claremont mm-hmm. and Cockrum. Right. We don't. We don't need that line in there. We need the plane blowing up on this panel.
1: Yeah.
0: And we don't need that text. Yeah. Because then they see it blow up in the next panel. It's already evident from the page before that the plane's something bad's going to happen. The plane should just go up in that top panel, get all that text out of there. You can see it. It's big. We get to show off the art, but they don't need to tell us that That he... Pulled out all the things because it's a visual medium
1: yeah, i i can yeah. i can i can understand what you're saying and why you're saying that from a reader's perspective but i can tell you from probably from their editorial direction they were probably given uh they're probably told to slow the action down and give the spacing to to allow for a build-up <laughs> yeah and and they're probably told to let it happen over two panels.
0: Well, and I will say there, uh, when we get here to the reaction from Charles Xavier, so
1: I blame, still I blame. telling
0: him, get out, get out and the facial expression he has. Right. Yeah. And it's like, here's something that I think is key that, that Cockrum does here at the art. So the explosion happens and it looks like Charles Xavier's head is also exploding.
1: I, it will, uh, Honestly, I feel like with his his connection, his ability to connect to people um telepathically, maybe he had a connection with Proudstar uh yeah. and 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 he's feeling all that everything.
0: Well, in in the the plane explodes, of course we never see a body, yeah. which is always interesting in comics, but <laughs> I'm just going to gloss over that one for now. We do now I do think the words here were appropriate inside the art, right? The scenario ends now as it began mm-hmm. with the breaking of Charles Xavier's heart. The twisting of his soul for in the end, he could not desert his people and all John Prostar felt Charles Xavier felt as well with only one difference. Charles Xavier is still alive. I you look back through X-Men history. yeah, It's honestly not the death of of Thunderbird that is the big deal, but it's the fracturing of Charles Xavier's mind in this scene. That's the big deal. Yeah, because this is the thing they reference. And now I'm projecting to the future that we're not supposed to be talking about. But this is the thing that gets referenced over and over and over again. Maybe not even the scene, but even the onslaught stuff, the fracturing of Xavier's Mm -hmm. mind, the recreation of reality. Right, like it's his brain not being able to cope with situations like this. And this is really the big start of that, right? Yeah,
1: because he's he's constantly and continually opening himself up to this type of thing with every connection he makes and every connection that breaks not trying to rhyme stuff and he, but it's really and easy he's constantly
0: sending kids into war battles right
1: what yeah
0: i mean i think but it's also to me it's like a representation of like what a, a you know a general or a colonel might experience yeah. right yeah, yeah you know if you choose to if you choose to fight a war right mm-hmm. and he's fighting a war so to speak mm-hmm. right and obviously that gets way more played out in the future right right but yeah i mean that's like his mind is is fractured literally here definitely and uh, cochran does an amazing visual representation like that of the blend of reality and charles Xavier's psyche mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: in the art Yeah,
1: it's definitely like very it, it, it it's very deep and it makes you really think about what he's going through with every choice that he makes.
0: Well and and even like the you're thinking about that too but the the blending between the reality like this art style in dealing with Xavier happens again mm-hmm. and again and again yeah. after this
1: I mean cuz he's he's living through the experience even though he's not there he is there
0: I'm also going to even make the challenge that I like this better than when Xavier like goes on like the when he goes to the astral plane or whatever uh-huh. I I like this blend better than when his thoughts separate from the body if that makes sense okay. Because it makes it real. And the facial expressions are crazy. Yeah, I mean, they're not a Gil Kane facial expression, Uh, right? It's not quite that good.
1: It's not going to be. I mean, gosh, you got Dave on. It's not Gil Kane. But,
0: (laughs) yeah, it's not not quite Gil Kane. I think, or Neil Adams. But, I mean, these are... But Cockrum has, you know, uh, the other thing about Cockrum is he has he's able to do other things that they couldn't, right? Uh, yeah. The costume design, exactly. And the the, the bamf. <laughs> yeah, the bamf. Well, I'm sure somebody could have done that, what? but yeah, it's well. Anyway, uh, we get yeah, and then you know, I don't know, I, I I obviously I didn't read on. I know I obviously know that Banshee leaves, but we also get Banshee, the the grown up in the group, yeah. right? He's like, I begged, I pleaded, and he wouldn't get off the plane.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And Cyclops is—I know it wasn't your fault. No, of course, Cyclops, it was your fault. It was really your fault. But you for bringing, well, yeah. so here's something too that I am kind of annoyed about, right? Like last issue, mm-hmm. I, I'll stay because uh, this is the last page, right? Yeah. So basically, it ends with with this. Cyclops saying it comes with the uniform. Yeah. I, I kind of hate that line, right? But I also like they last issue made this big deal out of uh him getting hurt in the danger room and he gets to go on the mission anyway. Yeah, after I just thought that's he was going to die because of that, right? Decision, right? Yeah. But no, he just just died because he's an idiot or he's mentally ill, right? He's either dumb,
1: uh-huh.
0: right? And thinks he's just going to pound on things and break them. Right. Or to your point, like he's suicidal and he goes out in a warrior's death,
1: I, right? I'm not saying he's suicidal. I'm just saying that he he thinks that the the only answer is his is his answer and to his only salute the only solution is the the solution that makes the most sense to him and that
0: right you know. he's so proud he's so stubborn yeah. he
1: so if it means putting his life out there then he's gonna do it and
0: to prove his point
1: yeah and it's and, and it's frustrating because it's like you can i i can see where he's coming from but at the same point i can't agree with it <laughs> you know you can see it but you can't you, you don't have to agree with it It's 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 one of those things. It's like I I I wish he had more page time. I wish he had uh, we we had more understanding of who he is, more of a character development for him because I feel like there's a lot there, and it was a wasted character.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I do too, right? And I because there's no that's the other thing about it. He's not in the book long enough for me to care about him dying. Yeah, right as a reader. okay, he dies. But I don't and he so the jerk died, right? Yeah. And I and, and as a reader, I'm like, and, and he deserved it because he was an idiot.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean that's the that's the thing, you know, knowing never reading the story before and just you know, knowing that it happens and the reverence that the character has, right? And I get there weren't as many deaths in comics then and, and right. that. And so, you know, I understand some of that piece and I- it's jarring. I
1: think. I wonder. But... I wonder if, in the time that they, and this is this is a question, more or less, just a just um, it's a it's it's just a question to think about. Um, in the time frame in which this was written, do you think that they did uh, this type of story uh, with this character dying as a like and using this character as the one that dies uh, as a? All right, so here is a character that we. We don't have a lot of connection to you. Uh, we're going to use it as he's our bad, he's our, he's our bad, bad, good guy. And this is what's going to happen. Um, and it's, it's okay. Um, and in this time frame, it's okay. Uh, I don't think that the, this type of situation would fly today with
0: this type of character no i, I don't <laughs> think it would um here here's here's the one thing i will say because i did read the first few pages of the next issue which we're not going to cover in on the podcast right because <laughs> it's not x cast um if you want to do <laughs> now, if you want to do a second podcast and we want to cover all the uncanny x-men books from the, the start to through Jesus. <laughs> um, I might welcome that, right? I mean, you're gonna you're you're gonna be here a few years, but uh,
1: we all. Of a I, sudden, I, I would hey, say like all of a sudden there's like nothing but uh, uh, people like messaging. Yes, we want to hear your hot takes on the X Men. Please do the second podcast about the X Men. Oh my God, you guys are hilarious. We can't wait. Wow. there
0: will be no, we, we, we have no hot takes on the X-Men and the X-Men are one of the most overanalyzed yeah, I I, books. You
1: know, everything you but say is I, so I new. did like
0: in the first few pages of 96 <laughs> yeah. Cyclops is struggling with what happened. Uh, yeah. So at least, at least there's some reference to it. Yeah. Uh, also in the next issue, uh, Banshee is dressed like a caddy. So I, <laughs> you know, it, that must've been high fashion for the seventies. Uh,
1: He's was, uh, <laughs> he was, he was hip. <laughs> yeah,
0: he was, he was hip. He was hip. He was hitting the clubs. Hip to be square. He was hitting
1: the clubs. Yeah, so. But in two ways, yeah, in two it, ways.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. It, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Not, I would say, not my favorite book. Mm-hmm. Uh, not my favorite book is a single read, so I want to emphasize yeah. this, right? Because we, we weren't allowed to talk about the future, mm-hmm. right? I you, you you heard me though. I get more excited when I talk about like what comes out of the book because the Bamp piece comes out of the yeah. book, right? We get, uh, we get more of. I know Bamp showed up before, but it, this is like the Bamp in combat, right? Yeah. Like we get we get uh we get this the 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 growing the the evolution of Xavier's character, right? right. And not just being the guy that pops in to tell them what to do yeah. at the end, but not the person who's really like powerless and actually can't do anything to solve the problem. Yeah. Uh, we get storm's facial expression and her slow uh usurpation of Cyclops as the leader which will eventually happen uh we get uh colossus y- y- being russian a little mm-hmm. bit like, and really we don't get anything out of Wolverine which is fine i i uh, unpopular opinion i think i like all the other characters better than Wolverine anyway
1: you love all the other characters. <laughs> I mean, it, and it's fair. I mean, we get except except except. Uh, well,
0: I, I like Wolverine better than Banshee and and Thunderbird. I just mean of the core, yeah, of the core. right? Of the core characters. Okay. Um, I, it doesn't mean I don't like. And I'm gonna be clear. I love Wolverine, right? I don't. I don't dislike Wolverine. I,
1: t- I saw you with that shirt that's like got Wolverine and a big like the the no symbol like a mr yuck or like a the ghostbuster thing on it
0: you know what i if, if if one of the listeners wants to get me a wolverine with a ghostbuster symbol over him i'll wear that i'll wear that to a convention
1: and but and I, and like yeah, on the back no, like Danny as far DeVito. as though i mean that was so i mean <laughs> but i think it was more Hugh jackman on that one, so and, yeah. i don't know maybe i'm
0: confused i don't know. anyways of <laughs> of the core 4. Yeah. Obviously, I think you have to like Wolverine more later just cuz he's a better developed more yeah. developed character. I don't mean that then maybe Colossus, right? I I think, but I, you know, I always liked Nightcrawler and Storm more than Wolverine. Yeah, I, uh for sure. Colossus maybe not.
1: Like, but 10 10 issues away from this, you get you get a better a better built up Wolverine and 20 issues you're going to get a Wolverine you're going to like
0: well, yeah, yeah, I mean, but as of right now, if I'm picking, I love Storm and I love Storm and Nightcrawler, right? They're great. great. Like, I love them. Yeah, they're great. And, you know, Klaus is is kind of a big goof doofus, but, you know, he's getting the job done and Wolverine really, again, didn't do anything in this issue.
1: I I also
0: think, too. Uh, this was probably good for Wolverine because I think building up the other characters first Mm -hmm. and letting Wolverine grow over time was probably good for the character in the long run. I
1: feel like in this issue you had to to let Proudstar you had to let Thunderbird be Thunderbird do Thunderbird like jerk run and have him front and center for that and have Wolverine not be that guy and then Wolverine steps out and is the jerk for the next 10 episodes. (laughs) or 10 issues, yeah, and you know, fills that fills that spot, you know, because that, like I said, you can't have uh, three jerks in a room and then who you choose from because you know, Sunfire, Thunderbird, Wolverine, <laughs> like, yeah, it's a tough run. Well, I mean, and Cyclops, and Cyclops. Well, I, well, I was gonna say, and then you had Havoc, and Havoc already left, so I mean, Havoc's, <laughs>
0: yeah, and now we get, and and you know, the, 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 of course, the other fallout of this is we get the dour grumpy sad cyclops for the next 20 years you know yeah. like oh woe is me i'm just not a good enough leader well, th- uh, honestly this
1: is like the, i mean this this is the beginning of that because you had cyclops where he was he was in the in in the, the beginning he was trying to deal with oh i'm the leader i how do i do this and then he becomes he's like i'm the leader i I know how to do this, and you all have to listen to me. And then this is his big first time out with this group. And then he rolls a two. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say one, but at least everybody lives. You know? I mean... It, it, <laughs> I, no, they don't. Not everybody. got star.
0: Yep. <laughs> and oof. And it looks like Havoc's back in a couple issues, too. So. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, he has to come back because, I mean, his brother sucks. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they
0: both kind of well.
1: well I mean, you know, yeah. it's
0: funny they both end up leading. You know, like obviously, havoc leads X Factor yeah. a lot of the the later X Factor, not the beginning. But yeah, it's I well, you know, this was fun. It's I, this is a lot of fun. I
1: I know as much as you dislike certain aspects of it, it's it, it but it is it is an interesting thing to discuss. It's an interesting thing to look back on, and there's a lot there. Uh, to, to talk about in a sense of for, for comics, uh, for character, for writing, for art. There's so many different facets to the X-Men books. And then from a, just a human perspective, even though it's mutants, obviously, uh, it was written because they're dealing with ways that people are different and how we deal with that but it's easier to put it into mutated people with powers as opposed to talking about people. And
0: yes, yes it is. (laughs)
1: And, and you, you look at it like that and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is what they're talking about. Once you kind of like take the layers apart. And I mean, for, for me as a kid, like I, I thoroughly, I, I didn't understand it all, but I resonated in a way that I kind of did. And, being a uh, a mixed you know mixed ethnic kid that has a you know parents that have different stuff that made them up and I'm starting to see like all these things that make the mutants and stuff I'm like you know oh wow these are it you just start to put the pieces together in your own what makes sense for you and you're like okay the world is messed up the world is different and these are the things that you need to do to make things better
0: <laughs> yeah well and that's also the other appeal of the book yeah. right but then then that's too like everything you just talked about is why i thought count Nefaria was the stupidest villain to start with
1: yeah yeah well i mean and you take a look at what he did he took regular people and turned them into animal mutant people things that you know
0: yeah but they don't really like it's the themes you're discussing aren't really hit there right yeah. they're fighting a, a mustache twirling villain
1: yeah uh dr strange <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, well, good book. I think we should should wrap this one up and we will review something next week.
1: Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to review something. I can't wait. I hear something is going to be amazing.
0: Something is always amazing. You you will find out next week what that something is. Maybe I'll even disclose it on. You know what What? we are going to do? Oh,
1: my gosh. What are we going to do? I, I, I'm i
0: making an executive decision now. Oh, he's
1: doing it, people. He's telling us yeah, what it well,
0: is. Well, we we just read yeah. something you read every year. Uh-huh. So we're going to read something I read every year. Oh, snap. We're going to read The Great Darkness Saga, Legion of Superheroes.
1: Whoa, he's making me read a Legion book, people. And and you've never read it. I have it. never read this. Holy crap. This
0: is going to... This is going to take us five to six episodes because we're going to read the main books, but we'll probably read the lead in book. So you have a clue what's going on. So it'll be very similar to what we did here. Right. Like we read the one big book that sets up everything. Yeah. And then we read the two stories after this will be the opposite, right? This'll be like we'll read a couple of books that lead into it and then we'll read the, the story itself. Oh, okay. okay. It's gonna be fun because you're gonna have no idea what's going on and and, and it's gonna make me so happy.
1: I right, am excited about this because I like new stuff. We haven't
0: I know you haven't read it before yeah, no. and it's 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 just like Giant Size X Men number one. I mean, Great Darkness saga is pretty much known as something everybody should read. Uh, so this is this is the book that reintroduced Darkseid back into the DC universe after Kirby's failed project in the seventies. Uh, again, I,
1: I'm just tube? stating
0: facts here. I love Fourth World stuff, but it was a failed project
1: are we, from a sales perspective. Yeah, from a sales perspective. I was going to say, are we taking a boom tube there? No boom. Well,
0: tube? boom tubes may pop up in this book. Who it could happen. So it'll be. It'll be a little dark side in the 30th. Oh, spoiler. Oh, oh. maybe I should just cut that out. I shouldn't be tar- talking about some dark side.
1: Oh, okay. No dark side. Dark who? Dark what? Dark what? Dark Wing There I go.
0: Spoiling the story for you before we even get going. Uh-huh. So, you know what? We're going to stop talking before I spoil any more okay. of this story.
1: Wah, wah, wah.
0: Of course, putting dark side's head on the cover of the trade may do that too. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's it. <laughs> Bad move, people. Bad move.
0: Well, I'll, I'll give you not the trades, okay. so you can get the original covers okay, and cool. we'll go from there. Right. And uh, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm going to be really happy for the next few weeks.
1: Me too. I'm excited.
0: All right. Well, on that note, uh, let's uh, wrap this baby up. Uh, do you, you have a book that people can buy? Yes,
1: I have a book that people can buy. You can pre-order Absolute Zero's Camp Launchpad. You can go and hit up your local... Comic bookstores bookstores, you can go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, you can check out and go look for Absolute Zero's Camp Launchpad. Uh, we'll put a link out there for you, but uh, it is pre orderable right now. It'll be available in March. Uh, Mike Tanner and I wrote it, and Gabrielle Gomez did the artwork. And if you like summer camp, you like space, you like adventure and awesomeness, I'd talk about a team book. Uh, it's not quite the X Men, but gosh darn it, these kids do some amazing stuff.
0: And of course, if you order the hardback version of Absolute Zero's Camp Launchpad, you will indeed get an MXPX CD mailed to you with the book.
1: No, you won't. <laughs> Don't say that. Good
0: Lord. In fact, <laughs> when you order Absolute Zero's Camp Launchpad, you will indeed get a scratch and sniff cover that smells like vanilla cupcakes. Oh my gosh.
1: No, but if you go to the Einhorn Epic Productions website, you can get t-shirts and stickers. What? The, uh, the, the publisher... They also
0: smell no. like vanilla cupcakes. The
1: publisher is actually making uh, t-shirts and stickers for this book. So you can go to Camp Launchpad with us. You can rep Camp Launchpad. You can rep Absolute Zeros, put a sticker on your car, computer, whatever you want.
0: And the publisher, of course, is Little Brown. I have no idea how to buy this at a comic book store yet, but I can give you the link on Amazon where you can pre-order it as well. Yes,
1: yes, you can go there. You can grab it. Uh, I, uh, okay, I'm just going to say right now, uh, my mother-in-law, a uh, an English teacher for many years, uh, when she found out I was doing a book on, published by Little Brown, she lost her mind. So, because <laughs> that, apparently that's a big deal amongst English teachers and and the uh, literati. A literati? I don't
0: know. <laughs> I I don't know.
1: The the, but... the people who, who the people who who love the books, uh, it's a, they're 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 a big deal. So yeah, well, I thought it was a big deal <laughs> when you told me. So. <laughs> I, I, it is a big deal. I think, yeah. So, here and my father in law were like, oh my gosh, this is a, this is a real big thing. This is this is amazing. This is this is you. I mean, you've made books for the last like twelve years, but this is this is a this is a big publisher, <laughs> like of. Big books of like books that like you know I have bookshelf books on my bookshelf from this.
0: So they're like because you haven't published something with a publisher they've heard of because they don't collect comics. Yeah. Then it's not real until it's published with a publisher that they've heard of that has books with no pictures. No,
1: no. Well, I mean, you know, they this is you know it'd be like it's it's a I don't know how to explain. It's like when 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 I got to go take my grandma to Shinjuku and bring her there. For the book signing because they carried Junior Braves, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, you have a book in my bookstore!" So, <laughs> yes. Okay, there, there we go. It's I it's like, just it's just like putting it. it into a place that you're familiar, right? So this is a publisher they're familiar with. It's it it, it hit them, and they're like, "Oh wow!" Button. Uh, same thing with my grandma when I had a book signing at a bookstore that she actually buys books at. So, <laughs> and then she was like, wow. "Why isn't it in Japanese?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> Well, <laughs> I love that.
0: Why isn't it? <laughs> she could translate it for you?
1: Well, we did.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, uh, we are going to wrap up this episode. But you can, of course, always find Greg at the Retro Emporium on Meeker Street in Kent, Washington. I shouldn't say always because he would be there now, but he's here with me podcasting. So not always, but Often. often. Especially often on the weekends, yeah. so you you could find him there if you want to. Um, you can find me nowhere. Yeah, you um,
1: sometimes are there. yeah,
0: uh, sometimes. I, generally, I'm a shut in, but you know, for the most part, you might find me at a comic co- convention someday. Yeah. So, it could happen. But, uh, we look forward to you listening to the podcast next week. Yes. Uh, where we get into the Great Darkness Saga. So, if you want to pick up the Great Darkness Saga trade paperback or however you want to do that go ahead and you can follow right along with us and learn uh, about the books that were published about the legion of superheroes before i got my first legion of superheroes book and already loved it and when i went back and read that was like oh my god do it all right well we're gonna sign off now and thanks
1: for listening bye